Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The pro-life movement is winning, but the pro-life community is divided. Why is National Right to Life opposing the heartbeat legislation that would end most abortions? Today we interview Steve Dace. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a returning guest and longtime friend of the program, Steve Dace is joining us live via Skype from Iowa, and he is a pro-life analyst of all things political. We might even talk about Donald Trump today. Welcome to the program, Steve Dace. I'm well, brother, thanks for having me back, appreciate it. Well, I'm honored to see you. Uh, remind our audience, what are you doing? And you're on Blaze TV with your own show. Right, I do a, a daily show for Blaze TV from uh, noon to two Eastern for Blaze TV subscribers. And if you're not a subscriber to Blaze TV, then you can uh, get the podcast on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, everywhere uh, popular and, and unpopular podcasts are played. Well, let's get right to the news. Uh, the US Congress has introduced for the second year consecutively, pro-life legislation that would end not every abortion, but all abortions beginning when a baby's heartbeat could be detected in the womb. Uh, there are two new Republican congressmen that are sponsoring it this year. Of course, our friend Janet Porter has been carrying this legislation in Ohio and many states have passed it into law, but the courts are striking it down. So there is some controversy over whether or not it could be upheld but eventually by the US Supreme Court. Uh, recap for us this article you wrote for The Blaze about national right to life opposing this pro-life legislation. Yeah, there's there's video that YouTube has since taken down uh, is my understanding, but but you know, we have uh, we have it archived here on our show. But there is video of, uh, of Jim Bob. He's the general counsel for National Right to Life and has been for many years uh, in, in the Tennessee legislature, urging the Republicans in that state to stand down and not follow the lead that my home state of Iowa was the kind of the first to do this. And then uh, you've seen Alabama, several others, you mentioned Ohio, uh, urging Tennessee not to follow their, to follow that lead and pass heartbeat legislation. And the reason he gave was about, in, in my view, uh, the most politically crass, cynical, vile one possible, that um, th they're there to make sure Donald Trump gets reelected and that Republicans win back the House. Um, and and uh, not until then uh, can uh, we have uh, truly principled pro-life legislation that might actually end the practice of abortion. And what I find ironic about that is, you know, I'm, I, I went to public school, so you know, maybe I'm, I'm not the most learned guy out there, but I could have sworn <laughs> too, we recently way. had an environment where there was a Republican president and all GOP Congress and a majority of GOP appointees on the US Supreme Court. I, I think that wasn't too long ago, in fact, like, all of 2017 and 2018. And uh, I got a call, I don't think I told you this before we went on the air, so you'll find this interesting. I got a call in, in 2017 from a pro-life filmmaker who was very frustrated because National Right to Life would not support federal heartbeat legislation. 
and all the other pro-life groups were on board. And at the time, Speaker Paul Ryan was 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 saying, hey, I won't put up any pro-life legislation that all the groups don't agree on. And National Right to Life doesn't support this. And he tried to get National Right to Life to support it, and they would not. So he was working on putting together a video to get pro-life activists to go on video and urge National Right to Life uh, to, to support heartbeat legislation when the Republicans had control of the Congress. And he asked me for my help in putting that video together and putting it out. We had Joy Villa from Fox News and the Benham Brothers and several other pro-life leaders and people, probably folks in your audience know, uh, because we couldn't get National Right to Life to support heartbeat legislation when Republicans had a majority of both houses in Congress and the Republican presidency. And yet Jim Bopp was down in Tennessee telling Republicans, don't support heartbeat legislation until we have that. Except okay, when we on. did have that, his organization didn't support it. So so let me let me recap the history a little bit. And, and not, not too recently, it was Justice Kennedy and Justice Scalia on the bench. And Kennedy was always waffling. In fact, he, I think, authored a couple of bad decisions. You look at the Casey decision of 92. And uh, when we said we had a 5-4 majority, it was very tenuous. But now we have a solid 5-4 majority with Gorsuch and um, uh, the the new guy. I, I, uh, Talking about Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, do you think they are more solid than Kennedy, obviously, but are they as conservative as Scalia? No, in fact, I don't think Kavanaugh will even be as conservative as Kennedy. I don't think he'll be a good judicial nominee at all. I think Gorsuch uh, will be pretty good. He won't be Scalia, but you know, get one of those a, a century maybe. I think he'll be more of an Alito type. I think he'll be a, uh, a he's already been overall. I've been agreed with everything, but overall, he's been a, a very a very good justice. Kavanaugh was appointed to avoid a pro life fight. Uh, you know, the base wanted Amy Coney Barrett, um, Javanka, as we like to call uh, the president's two most trusted advisors on our show, uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump, the daughter and son-in-law, uh, and his political operation urged him not to have a fight over Amy Coney Barrett before the midterms because, I mean, that's great advice. I, you're struggling with female voters, particularly women in the suburbs. So I have no idea why I wouldn't want to appoint to the Supreme Court a beautiful woman from the suburbs um, who's conservative. <laughs> I, I, but again, I don't work in politics, so what in the heck do I know, right? We so they, they decided to put up Karl Rove in a black robe and Brett Kavanaugh to avoid Ooh. a fight, wow. thinking he would just kind of you know skirt through, not knowing that the left was going to try to paint Brett Kavanaugh as a marauding gang rapist during the summer of 1982. And that thing ended up being a far bigger fight than anybody envisioned. And likely Brett Kavanaugh, if he had not taken matters into his own hands at his confirmation hearing last October and defied the process, he likely would have been scarlet lettered and not placed on the Supreme Court. So I I think you kind of have a court very similar to the one you had the last couple of years. And John Roberts is moving more to the left as well. He is. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll ask Steve Dace why National Right to Life's lawyer, James Bopp, opposes the heartbeat bill after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I want to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? 
Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, some people are worried that we're losing our country, but they ask, how can we take a stand? We have produced now these two effective resources for you a DVD video series and a book. Yours for a suggested donation of just $50 and we will offer you four videos on this disc to teach you how to become an effective Christian activist. For example, how did I send five million petitions to Congress? How did we organize and change bad laws or policies in 13 states? How did I run and win a seat in the Colorado legislature? We will also offer you this 30-day prayer manual, How to Liberate the World in 30 Days. They're both yours for a suggested donation of just $50. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or write to the address on your screen, or better yet, pick up the phone and call us at 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. You can learn the easy steps to take back your country. Call us today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Steve Dace, live from Iowa via Skype. Steve, I have traditionally supported some of the lesser known groups like American Right to Life, and of course, Dr. Alan Keyes is my mentor, and he is uh, in favor of the personhood version of the legislation. Actually, uh, heartbeat is a little too moderate for him. We'd rather ban abortions beginning at conception. I've had this talk with Janet Porter many times, but the question is this, why is Congress so controlled by the big three, what they call uh, the Susan B. Anthony list, um, the, uh, the National Right to Life, and, and there's a third one, but they, they ignore the lesser known personhood type of American Right to Life type of, of real staunch conservatives on this. Well, I, I can't speak to the other the other two. I've had uh, lots of interactions with National Right to Life over the years. And here's what I can tell your audience is, is I've been involved and or covered efforts to do personhood in several states, Mississippi, North Dakota, my home state of Iowa, Oklahoma. And, and what I can tell you is in every one of those states, we were opposed by two entities, National Right to Life and the Catholic Archdiocese. And every single one of those states opposed us. Wow. And when we would get them to answer us why, they often would not even answer us. When we would get them to answer why, they would always t tell us that they were afraid that challenging Roe versus Wade head on would roll back some of the victories legislatively we've already had. Of course, I would ask, what victories would those be? Because <laughs> right now, a woman could walk into any Planned Parenthood clinic in America, claim she's raped or a victim of incest, and they'll help her lie about her age. I mean, everybody's heard the Lila Rose tapes. If she just says those magic words, she can get an abortion at any point in time that she would like. All right, so yeah. I'm not really sure what these great big victories have been. In fact, I would argue last week, President Trump defunding four and a half percent of Planned Parenthood's 2018 operating budget is probably the first true national pro-life victory we've had since Reagan left. Because if you look at things like the partial birth abortion ban, it didn't really ban partial birth abortion, it just banned a method of actually doing them. That's why we're still fighting the late-term abortion fight with Democrats. So. I'm not really sure that that's an excuse. And, and, and as for why James Bopp, 
you know, other than saying, you know, um, we got to focus on getting Republicans, you know, I'm reminded of what Woody Hayes, the late great football coach, once said about the forward pass. Three things can happen and two of them are bad. Okay, so all of the potential answers for why Jim Bopp is opposing heartbeat legislation, I'm not really sure which one it is. I just know all of them potentially are bad. Well, we invite Jim Bopp to come on this show and present his views. I don't know if he will, but uh, you know, we prov- try to provide equal time for these kind of discussions. Let me try to play the devil's advocate if I understand his position. And that is, we don't wanna pass pro-life legislation in Tennessee that, that would later be struck down by the courts. Ultimately, the Supreme Court will probably eventually have to decide if states can define life beginning at the heartbeat. But if the Supreme Court were 5-4 and it went the other way, then we'd never get another bite at that apple. So he, instead, we should wait for a six to three majority or a seven to two majority. He's just saying, wait until the Supreme Court is really stacked. And then maybe, uh, and, and we all pray for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is recovering from pancreatic cancer. We pray for her health. But in the event that Donald Trump were able to support a sixth, uh, conservative to the bench, would that be enough for National Right to Life to come on board? No, because these GOP shills are like Darwinists. Okay, Cambrian explosion, okay, it was hundreds of millions of years. Fossil record doesn't line up, billions of years, right? When, when I've got a narrative, I'll just keep pushing the timetable back until what I can get, all right? So um, it, it, there's never enough. Then, then we'll be told they don't have 60 votes in the Senate. You know, it's a, there's always an excuse. And the reason it's, there's an excuse is because there's a pro-life industry of folks who wanna politically exploit this issue. And then there are people who actually want to end this scourge once and for all. You know, the, the case that is credited with tipping the slavery um, debate in the 19th century was actually a loss at the Supreme Court. Dred Scott lost his case. But, but the fact that the argument was ever heard in the first place is what galvanized the abolition movement to go for the end once and for all. And for those, many people in the pro-life movement are Christians. Your worldview, if you call yourself a Christian, begins with the notion that God supernaturally intervened into human history to raise a dead man from life. Therefore, you take his cue. You, you don't care about human uh, precedents, human systems. Your kingdom is not of this world. And, and I can't think of a way that we're gonna ultimately get the court to overturn Roe if we never challenge Roe. We have not challenged Roe at the Supreme Court since the Casey decision. And that was in 1992 when I graduated from high school, a quarter century ago. At some point, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if your strategy is we can't end this until we overturn Roe, then you need to concoct a legal strategy and legislation that begs the Roe question, and we haven't done it in a quarter century. I think personhood is the better route to go, is the superior route, but the question of is is something alive when it has a heartbeat will accomplish that as well. It will beg the question, when is life recognized, much as the personhood issue begs the question of when does life begin? Well, bring us back to these now conflicting federal court cases or or maybe state court cases. Um, I think there was an Alabama court that actually passed an initial hurdle and said, yes, you can close some abortion clinics. But right there in Iowa, there were other liberal judges who struck down the version that I think Steve King initially endorsed of Iowa heartbeat, which of course Janet Porter's been doing in in, in Ohio. 
setting aside judicial supremacy, is there a legal argument on both sides that courts can defend? The only argument that that will end this within the courts is is you have to craft a legal argument about what is a life. All right. And uh, and you've got to use precedents like in many states, if a woman is get, has her turn signal on to turn into a Planned Parenthood and before she completes the turn, a drunk driver sideswipes her and kills her and her unborn child. He is guilty of not one but two homicides. These are the sorts of legal arguments we need to craft, because if that same woman completes her turn into the Planned Parenthood and walks safely through the front door and kills her child, no one says a word about it. How do you explain that glaring contradiction? You can't. And so ultimately, you know, there isn't a fancy way to do this. There isn't an end run to do this. And and I don't believe God puts his people on earth here on this planet for for yeah, to to come up with backdoor cleverness. We're here for the full on head to head confrontation. And we need to craft a message and then legislation and legal strategies that clearly call into question, when does life begin? What what is symb- what is emblematic of a life? If life doesn't begin at conception, and I think that it does, because it can only begin at the beginning, well, at any crash scene in, in the world, the first thing that an EMS unit looks for when they arrive is a heartbeat. Why? Because a heartbeat always signifies life. How come we're saying in this one particular instance, it doesn't? We need to force the baby killers to come out and say, it doesn't matter what arguments you present, we just wanna kill these babies. That's what we need to do, similar to what the abolitionist movement did with slavery in the 19th century. Get around all the regulations and all the fancy arguments and just make them say to the American people, we think this class of people are inferior. That's the argument we can win, but we have to drag them into the sunlight first. And unfortunately, we've got organizations like National Right to Life that are playing human shield for the child killing industry against us. And, and they're dragging their feet or, or throwing anchors out of our rowboat as we try to make progress. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll ask Steve Dace about the two Two recent rule changes from the Trump administration. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? We've created a 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? We're offering a discount today while supplies last. It used to be $99. Now it's just a suggested donation of $50. You get the entire four disc set and you learn how to discern the Holy Spirit, angels and demons, every mention in the Bible. Call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website or write to the address on your screen. You can learn to discern the spirits. Reading today's headlines, doesn't it seem sometimes like the world is unreal? We hear about rumors of wars and we see legislative and cultural battles here in America. But where is our hope? I think it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're offering now a a DVD series led by family ministry leader, Vince Dacchioli, Real Christianity, 
in an unreal world. It behooves us to really understand what does it mean to be relevant as a Christian and to be real and to spread the gospel in a way to where more and more people will, be in, will embrace it and yeah. move in the right direction. We can send you the entire DVD series, which is three-part teaching with Vince and a bonus of my personal testimony for a suggested donation of just $30 if you call now at 866-ObeyGod or write to the address on your screen or visit PrayInJesusName.org. We want to rush you this important teaching to ground your faith in real Christianity. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Steve Dace, who is, uh, Steve, mention your own program. How can people subscribe to your content? Sure, thank you, man. It's uh, blazetv.com slash Dace. My last name, D-E-A-C-E, blazetv.com slash Dace. Well, that's fantastic. We love the content that you provide and we love Blaze TV and of course, everything Glenn Beck and Mark Levin are doing together. Um, I wanna ask about, you mentioned a recent Trump directive, which was not passed by Congress. Of course, Nancy Pelosi would never agree with anything that, that Donald Trump is trying to do independent of Congress. And that is HHS passed a new rule that it deals with abortion funding and Planned Parenthood was so shocked that they forfeited their own $60 million they would have gotten otherwise. Uh, and apparently this dates back to a 1980s Supreme Court decision saying yes, uh, the executive branch, the Trump administration can indeed, the Ninth Circuit just said, can defund Planned Parenthood if they separate the, the money. Yeah, you're talking, this is called Title 10 funding. You mentioned the dollar amount, that, that's a significant amount of money. It's insignificant in terms of Planned Parenthood's total operating revenue of 2018 was about one and a half billion and a half billion of that was government subsidies from state and federal governments. But it's it's also the, it, it's 100% more than any Republican in Washington has ever defunded from Planned Parenthood. In fact, I thought there was a brilliant recent headline from one of my favorite websites, uh, the Babylon Bee, which said that uh, had the headline, Donald Trump's credentials as a Republican are questioned after he actually does something to, to defund anything from Planned Parenthood. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, that, that headline was just absolutely brilliant. So, you know, I, I think it speaks to, if you wanna know, you know, and in my most recent book, if I could give it a plug, Truth Bombs, I lay out why the pro-life vote is responsible for the Reagan revolution, for essentially the Republicans becoming a national majority party in the 80s and 90s, it would have never happened without the pro-life movement. Well, since Reagan left office, the only pro-life victory we have gotten from Republicans in Washington, D.C. was defunding 4.5% of Planned Parenthood's operating revenue last year. And if you want to know why that's the case, it has nothing to do with Donald Trump and everything to do with the likes of Jim Bob. And I think what we have to decide, are we here to be shills for the Republican Party or are we here to force them to be shills for us? It will be one or the other. You cannot serve two masters here. You'll hate one and love the other, love one and hate the other, but eventually you'll learn that you cannot serve them both. And that's really the question on the table for our pro-life political leaders. So there's another rule being promulgated by the Trump administration. I think this might be coming out of the Department of Labor and it overturns an Obama era decision to defund government contractors who are not gay enough. Uh, you know, if LGBT friendly is, is part of your 
private corporate motto, then you used to get government favoritism for contracts. Well, now that's been reversed. The Trump administration is saying, you cannot punish Christian organizations, even if they're for-profit companies, and you can't deny them government contracts simply because they don't open up the ladies' bathroom to a cross-dressing man who wants to pretend to be a woman. Uh, is this new angle of Trump using executive rulemaking more effective than trying to pass it through Nancy Pelosi's Congress? It's, it's probably more effective than trying to pass it through Mitch McConnell's Senate or Kevin McCarthy or Paul Ryan's house. I mean, the, Paul Ryan was a supporter of ENDA. He voted for it. That's the holy grail of what I call the rainbow jihad. He was supportive of it. Arizona Governor Jan Brewer, several years ago, she was gonna be the first state to defend religious liberty after the original marriage ruling on Windsor. And the previous two Republican presidential nominees, Mitt Romney and John McCain, publicly urged her to veto that legislation and called it bigotry. So uh, if, you, if you wanna know, you know, there's a primary challenger for Trump now, and why does he have so many loyal votes from evangelicals and everything else? Well, the, the last couple of Republican nominees were perfectly fine throwing the Christians to the wolves. I mean, Mitt Romney did it as governor of Massachusetts. He shut down Catholic charities over gay adoptions. He forced uh, folks to fund abortions through through Romney Care, just like Obama did. Um, you know, John McCain was is, is helped stymie the marriage amendment in the Bush years with a, one of his infamous gangs, and and both of them are opposed to religious liberty. And so, when you see Trump do things like this, and you recognize that if either one of those two Republicans had won, they wouldn't have defended uh, bakers, florists, Christian business owners, and things of that nature. That's why it has it has nothing to do with believing in prophecies or there's a, a lunatic fringe that believes that stuff. And, you know, a couple of prosperity gospel hacks. But the vast majority of folks in your audience voted for Trump because they watched mainline Republicans. And I'm using that term as a pun on purpose for this audience. <laughs> they watched mainline Republicans throw them under the bus repeatedly as chattel politically. And they saw Trump willing to defend them. That's where the loyalty comes from. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I ask your blessing on our president. Uh, and Lord, as a chaplain who supports religious freedom, Father, I ask you to bless Steve Dace and his prophetic message. Uh, and he's not on the fringe, but this is hard hitting prophetic utterance that has spoken truth to power. And I ask you to give him that voice, grow his audience, uh, let, the, let the listeners and viewers continue to to take action and sign petitions and, and run for office, whatever the citizens can do to support truth, justice, and the American way. Father, uh, bring, bring us real pro-life victories in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Steve, we have 30 amen. seconds. I'll give you the last word. Uh, if folks like what you heard today, please check us out, blazetv.com slash dace. And I understand not everybody's got the discretionary income to subscribe. That's why we do offer the podcast version for free. You can subscribe to that on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you do subscribe and you like it, if you'd leave us a five-star review, the more of those we get, the more that the algorithms that now roll our lives uh, like <laughs> us and the better it is for, for my family and uh, dad gets to stay employed. So I always appreciate that. Amen. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please click on the monthly pledge sponsor. Sign up for just a dollar a month at PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. 
If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. This is PIJN News. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.